Welcome to Read It EM. Chapter 4 is on procedural sedation and analgesia. This is a good chapter. Core ED stuff. I want to draw your attention to Box 4.1, American College of Emergency Physicians Policy Statement on Sedation in the Emergency Department. The last dot point covers what should be included in a institutional and departmental guidelines related to the sedation of patient, which I could see come up in an exam as a short answer question. Do you use sedation checklists in your ED? ASIM endorses a similar document that has been put together by ANSCA, which is called Guidelines on Sedation and or Analgesia for Diagnostic and Interventional Medical, Dental, or Surgical Procedures. It can be easily Googled. Table 4.3 and 4.4 are useful. Table 4.3 goes through procedural sedation and analgesia agents and doses, and 4.4 covers benefits and adverse effects. Again, an SAQ material. If you need a one-stop shop place to read about fentanyl, ketamine, propofol, and midazolam, which are common agents I, and maybe you, use for procedure sedation, the last section will be of interest to you. It's not very long. Okay, here's the question. When you're monitoring a patient undergoing procedure sedation, what do you use for monitoring? Imagine the patient. Patient will have CO2 monitoring on, pulse oximetry, non-invasive blood pressure cycling every five minutes or so, Apparently, continual direct visual observation of the patient, as in assessing if they respond to your verbal or tactile stimulation, is the most reliable method for assessing their level of consciousness during procedural sedation. Ha! So don't just stand there, watch, talk, and examine your patient. That's it for Chapter 4. Thanks for tuning in.